for the second week in a row, Iowa media personality, Lucy Rodine, joins the podcast. Back for more. Lucy, thank you again for joining us. It's so great to talk to you guys two weeks in a row. I love all of this. <laughs> so, Lucy, for again, we're going to ask you to plug your stuff just like we did last week. Um, where can people find you if they want to find you? You can definitely find me. You'll most likely find me on Twitter. If you know me, that's how you know me, at Lucy Rodine TV. Um, and then my website, LucyRodine.com, LucyRodine.com slash Lucy. I have a YouTube channel. I got a Facebook page, Instagram account, the whole, whole nine yards. So it's not tough to find me. There aren't many Lucy Rodines out there. And it's R-O-H-D-E-N. Wait, I thought we could find you in North Carolina. You can find me in North Carolina too. Well, okay, on good. the internet and in North Carolina. So, Lucy, how would you describe yourself and what you do to our listeners? Um, I am a sports journalist that found out that I don't really like serious sports journalism. Um, I just try to tell jokes about sports and be lighthearted in my content. Um, and I found kind of a good avenue doing that on Twitter. So uh, professional tweeter is a good <laughs> way to describe me. Um, funny on a good day, uh, comfortable on camera. That's the, that's the three things I'm going to go with. So Lucy, you mentioned your Twitter and you're getting close to 6,000 followers on Twitter. Tell us your humble beginnings on Twitter and how you got to this point of being one of the Iowa Twitter personalities. Um, so I created my, I used to have a personal Twitter account, um, which was just kind of like, you know, your personal Twitter account. Like I wasn't sharing, I was sort of sharing my work, but it was retweeting funny stuff, you know, funny stuff. My friend, friends did whatever. Uh, and I created my professional accounts, probably my sophomore, junior year of college, uh, early late sophomore year. And I was sharing my stories and I'll just be honest with you. The, I was working for DITV at the time, student TV station and the stories I were, I was putting together, they weren't anything special. They were average stories. They were fine. They were good. They just weren't, you know, anything different. And starting early my junior year, I started doing my big 10 blitz show, which was formerly around the big 10. When it was around the big 10, it was just a, here's what happened in the Big Ten this week, and it was really dull and boring. And so um, I kind of rebranded it and tried to make it a little funnier, put some jokes in there, and it really stuck, and it started to get a lot of traction. So I just kind of found my avenue, my sort of brand personality on Twitter, which was humor and comedy and, and using Iowa sports as a way to be funny and not so serious because, like, let's just be honest – if you're going to Twitter for serious Iowa sports news, you're not going to go to a student TV reporter. You're going to go to the register. You're going to go to ESPN. You're going to go to Big Ten Network. Like, you're not going to me. So I just found a way to kind of be funny. And so I, I started to gain, like, a small following my junior year. And they were really loyal. And they're still super loyal to this day. And then very beginning of my senior year, I um, went to Iowa State, dressed up as an Iowa State student, and kind of pulled a prank on their students, made them look really dumb. And that's really when my, my Twitter popped off. And so I went from like 700 followers to like 2,000. And then from there, just building on my brand, making funny videos. Uh, and, and it's been able to keep growing and, and, and building off, off of that. So it's honestly just being funny on the internet. 
is what did it for me. So I've got that your tweet where it says, I would never willingly go to Ames unless I had a prank in mind. Happy Sahawk Week. It has the video. Um, as of right now, it says it has 315,000 views on just Twitter alone. It's crazy. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. Did you like cut around any smart Iowa State fans or are they all, did they all not know <laughs> what they were talking about? So yeah, I, I get asked that question. I'd say that's the most common question I get when like people meet me. It's like, you're Iowa State girl. Did anyone like catch you? No. Um, I was very, look, I'm going to be honest. I was very judgmental on the people I picked. Like uh-huh. if someone was wearing an Iowa State football jersey, I wasn't going to ask them. Yeah. Like obviously I'm going to get caught. So mm-hmm. I had to be really judgmental off of one who was just willing to talk to me. Cause most of the time, you know, your college kid walking to class, you don't want to. Uh, so I got a lot of no's. I had to be pretty judgy and I was very smart about the questions I asked. So I'd always start off by asking, are you a football fan? Do you follow Iowa state football? And then I'd make sure I asked, do you, do you know anything about Iowa football? Because a lot of the time, happened three or four times where I asked like these opening questions and someone was like actually I grew up a really big Iowa fan and so they would have known if I said what are your thoughts on Iowa State legend Ricky Mm -hmm. Stanzi that Ricky Stanzi was an Iowa player yeah so I was really strategic about my questions no one caught me the only time we got close is one I asked one guy like do you think Geno Stone's gonna have a good game and he said, oh, I'm not familiar with him. I said, oh, yeah, he was the third stringer. He just got serious minutes in the first game. And he was like, oh, oh, yeah, you know what? Now I know who you're talking about. <laughs> so there wasn't – no one caught me, but I was very selective about who I talked to. Smart. That whole thing was just so funny. Because it's like what all those, those talk shows do where it's like the whole man on the street thing. Yeah. And they just, yeah, <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel does it all the time. They just get people to open up on things that they don't – they have no idea about, but, you know in front of a camera people like oh i'm qualified oh yeah it was it was easy i mean it it, we were there for like 45 minutes it was taking candy from a baby (laughs) (laughs) and you got twitter clout from like pat hanger and other people too right yeah so it it was super cool so i did the i did the video i've been actually i wanted to do it years ago um but i wasn't able to go to ames for the game my sophomore year so it's just kind of an idea i've had that I obviously got from someone else. I'm not that creative, um, but it's an idea I've had in the back of my pocket for a couple years. And so uh, it was part of my like hashtag Lucy for college game day picker campaign, just cause I was like, Oh, you know what? Like life is short. College game day is going to Ames. Like, let's just be funny on the internet. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of used it as that campaign and I had a ton of people tweeting it. I Pat Angerer did respond. He follows me on Twitter now, which is like <laughs> super cool. And as like a nerdy Iowa fan growing up, I'm like, Oh my God. Mm-hmm. And so does Ricky Stanzi now too. And I was like, ha like I used you in my prank. Um, but I had like celebrities, like this one guy who's like on like a CW show. He's like a famous actor was tweeting it like Chris Hassel. I mean, mm-hmm. tons of famous Iowa connection people were tweeting my hashtag and sharing my videos which is just like it's unreal to think about it was so cool yeah and so now you talked about the game day picker hashtag that your your latest hashtag has transitioned into a different avenue now there's hashtag barstool lucy can you educate us on that yes so it is a i graduated from iowa in may um and right before covid kind of hit i was really deep into the job hunt 
process. I was talking to stations, going in for in-person in interviews, um, and that obviously all stopped. I want to go into sports, and there's no need for a sports reporter right now. So my job hunt went from, like, super lively to, like, dead. Uh, and through some time and talking with my manager, I realized that I don't want to – do local news as much as I kind of thought I did. I, I like to be funny. I like to piss people off on the internet. Most of my followers on Twitter are because I piss somebody off and they're, they enjoyed that. And that's what I want to do. Um, and I want to do it where, where's the best place to do that? It's Barstool. So I'm a firm believer that if you want something in life, you just have to kind of like put yourself out there and go after it and not care. So I said, all right, I don't have any other, I have nothing to lose here. Mm -hmm. I want to work for Barstool. I'm going to tweet at them every day. I'm going to keep tweeting content. I'm going to get the crazy Iowa fans who love me to tweet the hashtag and tweet at Dave Portnoy and just keep tweeting until I get a job, until they block me or until they flat out say no. And so <laughs> we're a few weeks into it. It's going to take some time, but it's kind of one of those things where it's like, fuck it. What do I have to lose? You know, life mm -hmm. is short. I want to work for Barstool. So I'm going to do what I can to work there. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you kind of already mentioned what you'd want to do at Barstool, but like, is there a particular sport that you like, is college football, like kind of something that you, I don't know, like. I I'm would love to, to do whatever Barstool wants me to do. Yeah. Um, I love being on social media. I think that I have a good on camera presence and I think that Barstool has really crushed the podcast game. Um, but I think that like video wise, I think I could really contribute there. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm happy to do anything there. I love college football. I love college basketball. Like if I could talk about college sports, I'd want to, but I'd talk about anything. If Barstool wants me to talk about it, I'm going to talk about it. Cause if I can be mm -hmm. funny and, and talk about sports and life, then that's, that's a dream job. I mean, I don't know what else I could want. Maybe get in on the pizza reviews. Exactly. I mean, I would switch it up a little. I'll do something other mm -hmm. than pizza. Oh, what's mm -hmm. the okay, What would calzone? you review? The, oh. The opposite. Cuz it's like isn't that a like a folded pizza? Basically. Calzone? Yeah. Oh, uh, I love calzones. So, I could do the calzone reveal because <laughs> it's like the inverse. Mm -hmm. You know, female, male would be Dave Portnoy, he's pizza, I'm calzone, like could be a nice a nice little gig there. I'm getting nodes of of Ben from Parks and Rec. That's what I think every time too. Below Cal, Calzone Zone. <laughs> That's been me during this quarantine. <laughs> Have you started making any stop uh, stop claymation? Some yeah, some claymation like uh, Sunday morning. <laughs> That's it. That's the entire thing. <laughs> <laughs> Been working on that for three weeks. Lucy, we also wanted to ask you a little bit. So we don't want to like, you know, attack your fan bases, but we kind of do. Uh, Duke basketball is in a little, oh, like the waters are kind of hot, a little warm. Paying Zion Williamson, like, is this the end of Coach K's empire? Is he on the hot seat? No. Coach K will never be on the hot seat. Look, he, he's not. I mean, I am a loyal Duke fan. I want – let's just be honest. We all know that the major blue blood programs, Kentucky, Duke, UNC, Kansas, they're all paying their players. Mm -hmm. They're all doing stuff to get those guys there. 
we all know it. If you have somehow just pretended that it's not happening, well, like newsflash, here it is. That's just the way college basketball works. And that's the way college basketball is going to work until high school players can leave directly into the NBA. That's mm -hmm. just the way it's going to work. So am I surprised? No. Am I disappointed? Not really. Because you know what? I want to win. I'm happy I got to – and I know we didn't, which sucks. Uh, but I'm happy I got to see Zion in a Duke uniform. And I would just say that Coach K is – he's so legendary that I just don't see any way that he takes the fall for this. Like, he's just mm – -hmm. he's too powerful. And, it, and especially when it's happening it, – it's happening at Kentucky. It's happening at UNC. It's happening at Kansas. It's happening everywhere. Yeah. I yeah. mean, major programs. I'm not saying it's happening in, like, Iowa. Like, I don't think that's happening yeah. there. Well, yeah, he, Coach K's know. above accountability is what you're trying to say. Yup. <laughs> and I'm okay with that because that's the price of winning in college basketball at this point. And, like, if giving Zion Williamson's family benefits is, like, that wrong, cry me river. Like, he's mm – -hmm. if Coach K was doing something seriously messed up, if Coach K was – you know, I, I mean, just a bad, bad dude doing terrible, awful things. And, like, no, I don't want him to be, like, above accountability. But, like, when it's stuff that other coaches across the country are doing and it's – he's, you know what, helping out his family, fine with me. Mm -hmm. I'll take it. Call me a cheater. Whatever. Go Duke. Hey, Lucy, I have an important Coach K question. Oh, God. How is that last name pronounced Shashevsky? How does that work? Man, I don't know. My sister calls him Mike Wazowski, um, <laughs> or she used to at least. I don't think she does anymore. I just try to say Coach K all the time because even as a loyal Duke fan, Shashevsky, it still gets me. Like it's it's just so I don't I don't get it, but I don't question it at this point because, like we said, he's above power. He can make his name pronounced whatever he wants. It looks like it should be like Krasuski. I read it Shashevsky now just because like that's what I've always known, but. I don't think I've read it Shashevsky one time in my entire life. I've always I read it Shashevsky. Supposed to be read. When I was in fifth grade, that was our bone. I remember this. That was our bonus question on our spelling test. You know the bonus word you got. Uh -huh. Shashevsky. So I used to know how to spell it. I don't know anymore. Could you try? Uh, oh yeah, this is good. This is good. Hold on, uh -huh. it up so we have. <laughs> this is not here. gonna go well. <laughs> um, this okay. is. Is, this can, is, you are the, you, can you use the word in a sentence? Uh, it's like... <laughs> uh, definition, please. Here we go. Callback. It's just like, are you a beaut this, but instead it is a game <laughs> to see if Lucy is a Duke fan. Okay. <laughs> Dispelling Krzyzewski should not be the, like, how you measure if someone's oh, a Duke fan or not. That's impossible. <laughs> that was All, right. All right. All right, Lucy. Just so spell it. K-R-Y-Z. <laughs> Right? Keep going. K-R-Y-Z. And we messed me up. <laughs> K-R-Y-Z. Isn't it like W-E-S-K-I? It's uh. Was I close? I feel like I really was. You were close. It was like it was K-R-Z-Y-Z-E-W-S-K-I. I was semi-close. I just. You have a lot of the letters there. Just yeah, not yeah. The right I didn't add any extra. I just uh -huh. missed you. That's pretty good. It's okay. I'll learn how to spell it. Yeah. I maybe never will, actually. Maybe someday. Down the road. Well, when you keep seeing his name in court documents, maybe you'll be Stop. able to spell I, 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 it after nope. a while. Mm -mm. Nope. No court docs. <laughs> Was fine. it worth it? Because they didn't win anything with that group. 
was like not a national title is what I'm trying to say. Yes, that that hurts, and I think about that all the time. But I think it was worth it. I mean, okay, to see Zion play, have him on my team, that's so awesome. I get chills, butterflies, makes me so happy. So we think that Loyola paid to recruit Sister Jean too. <laughs> oh, they definitely did. Absolutely. I mean, come on, her family totally getting paid off on the side. We all know it. Here's another question for you. I have his Wikipedia page pulled up right now. Oh, God. Really? Where was Mike Krzyzewski born? Chicago. Correct. <laughs> what position did he play with Army? Point guard. Correct. Where did he get his coaching start? Indiana. How tall is Mike Krzyzewski? <laughs> oh, God. I don't know that one. I would say... This isn't on his Wikipedia page, so someone has I'm gonna to go check. five nine. Oh, very close. What is it? Uh, w- w- Google overview has him at five ten. Uh yeah, I feel like he's shrunk a little, so I'm gonna <laughs> give myself the five nine. <laughs> when was the last time he was named the Naismith College Coach of the Year? Oh, what, 20, 2015, maybe. That's when they won the last national title. When was 1999. it? Not even in this millennium. So his wife, Carol Marsh, what is her nickname? Mickey. Yes, that's right. <laughs> oh, I know. Like, Where did they get married? <laughs> what? The Catholic Chapel at West Point at the day of his graduation in 1969, according to Wikipedia. Well, how many grandchildren does Mike Krzyzewski have? He has five daughters. I have no idea how many grandchildren Incorrect he has. on that as well. I thought he had five daughters. He has three, three daughters. Oh, I thought he had five. Do you think maybe he didn't Krzyzewski, have any sons. Do you think Mike Krzyzewski likes to pop bubble wrap? No. You are totally incorrect. According to this ESPN article, do you know Mike Krzyzewski? He loves to pop bubble wrap. That's so hard for me to envision him, like, just popping bubble wrap like that. That's so weird. Well, he seems like you... the guy that would do it with a straight face. Yeah, I feel like he would just, like, very this is intensely. Fun. Well, you gotta have something to take off the edge of recruiting violations. <laughs> Unexplained health issues Yeah, from all that bubble wrap popping. <laughs> we also wanted to ask, too, so you grew up, though, in, like, Tar Heel country. Yes, I did. Why didn't you become a fan of the better program? Um, so this is actually an awesome story. So I grew up uh, in outside of Winston-Salem, North Carolina, which is where Wake Forest is. Um, but even though that Wake Forest is in this town, it's completely a Tar Heel town. Like no one, Wake Forest has the most apathetic fans in, in the world. They don't care. Um, it's a smart school, athletics, they don't care. Since Chris Ball has been gone, doesn't matter. Um, and so I actually grew up cheering for Carolina. Um, one of my like elementary school classes was like, we did like a multiplication tournament type of deal and my class, my, t- and you picked a team and my class team was Carolina. So I owned the t-shirts um, and my dad's an Iowa grad. And for those of you who remember the lick lighter years, you don't want to remember the lick lighter years. And so I couldn't, I couldn't get them televised in North Carolina because Iowa was so bad. And so I would just cheer for UNC. I wanted to, I mean, I'm in basketball country. I want to watch basketball. So I cheered for Carolina. I actually really wanted to go to school there. I was kind of, you know, 
all pro UNC. And then Fran McCaffrey got hired my freshman year of high school. Uh, and so Iowa started to see a turnaround. So I obviously was always going to cheer for the Hawks for my dad went to school. You know, my family is a Hawkeye family and that's always my top allegiance is Iowa, but cheer for UNC, whatever. And then 2014, the big 10 ACC challenge is uh, Iowa at UNC. And so uh, my dad, his girlfriend, and my brother, we signed out of school and went to the game. And obviously we're cheering for Iowa. Chapel Hill's like an hour away from me. Um, get to the game. And I don't know if you guys remember this, if you remember the game at all, but it was probably one of the worst basketball games I've ever seen in my life. It was a terrible, awful game. Um, Iowa was unranked and supposed to get the crap beat out of them. I, and UNC was like number 12. Uh, and Iowa ended up winning this game somehow, some way, like – both teams played awful. It was a horrible basketball game. But, you know, to see Iowa win in the Dean Dome is unreal, you know. not Unranked opponent beating UNC in the Dean Dome is just like a crazy thing. That doesn't happen. And so to get to witness that was awesome. So my brother and I were, you know, cheering, celebrating. My dad and his girlfriend were sitting a little farther away from us. And a fan in front of me turned around, old dude had to be like 70 with his like 45 year old trophy wife all plastic surgeryed up next to him and he's like you're the reason that UNC lost this game like screw you like like get out of the Dean Dome you're not welcome here and I'm 16 at the time but it easily could have passed for 12 easily my brother's 12 could have passed for like six like eight or like we are young kids and I'm like, no, sir, like, I'm sorry. Like, we're just trying to enjoy this game. Like, we don't get to see Iowa play in person very much. Like, I mean, it ended how it ended. And he's like, what makes you think you can cheer at a basketball game like that? Like, screaming, yelling, clapping. And I was like, because it's a basketball game. Like, that's what you do. Like, if you're a fan, you cheer. Uh, and he just starts yelling at me. And this old man push, puts his hands on me and shoves me back into my chair. And I'm, you know, 16. A couple other Iowa fans had, like, found us during the game, so they came and sat with us. And so one lady, her name was Tiffany. I'll never forget her. She was actually a professor of law at Wake Forest, uh, but her dad was an Iowa alum. She was at the game. She was like, sir, like, you just assaulted a minor. She's 12 years old. And I was like, well, I'm 16, but we're not going to say that. And so security ended up having to take him out and take us out because – so many UNC fans were like yelling at me and my brother harassing us it's a super wine and cheese crowds like weren't cheering weren't involved during the game whatever but just harassing the heck out of me and my like 12 year old brother and I left that game and I hated Carolina I was so thrown off by that experience by having some old dude touch me at a freaking basketball game and so I constantly cheered for UNC to lose at that point and then it, it hit me one day that the only thing that UNC fans hate more than losing is Duke winning. So I would cheer for Duke just to piss off Carolina fans. <laughs> and it really stuck. And then when I moved to Iowa, you know, I was, I was there in Iowa City. I wasn't special anymore being the only Iowa fan there. And so kind of wanted a connection back home. So I, I really started to cheer for Duke, really started to get into it. And it, it just, I really embraced it. And I talked to Duke fans about it here. I'm like, yeah, I'm a Duke fan, but I'm only a Duke fan because I hate UNC. That's how it started. And they always are like, you know what? That is the best type of Duke fan is we will welcome <laughs> any Duke fan that's here because they hate Carolina. So that's a long winded way of saying I'm a Duke fan because I hate UNC. That was a great story. Thank you. <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, I, I'd still like I'll watch you and see games and like look in the section we were sitting at to see if I see that old man that touched me. <laughs> like I, if I saw him, I'd take him out. <laughs> I, I think about him like probably not all the time, but enough where I'm like, hmm, you really, you changed my life and you have no idea. <laughs> there are so many teams that I cheer for. Like, I think that's like such a strong, like interesting fandom as I love to hear why people like their teams, but especially when people like teams because of experiences or hate teams because mm-hmm. of experiences. Like I know so many people who have certain teams they hate because they went to a game there and had such a miserable time and their fans were so awful. And like that stuff matters, man. That's why I'm a Duke fan. Like I really hate Carolina. Yeah. Odds are you were probably the only 16 year old shoved by an old man at that game. Um, like, I don't know about like, that specific game. Yeah. That specific game. <laughs> yeah. He was, I'm sure he shoved more more 16 years yeah. ago. <laughs> yeah, he's a someone's gotta stop him. I wish I knew his name or anything about him. He Fish was gate. so old. He had a freaking sweater vest on. Like, oh, so old. What's wrong with the sweater vest? You're at a basketball game. Wear a jersey. A t-shirt. Bob Knight wore a sweater vest, didn't he? Yeah, and he also grabbed kids by the neck too. Like, <laughs> not gonna, not an ideal person to look up to. I'm better coach <laughs> than Shashevsky, though. Get out of here! That's, <laughs> That's funny because Bob Knight, you know, taught Coach K. That was his first. Yeah. Right? Now they hate each other, though. So, well, he hates Coach K. Coach mm-hmm. K doesn't hate him. You know, Mike's mm-hmm. an angel. Who are your favorite Duke Blue Devils of all time, Lucy? Oh, it's Christian Leitner at the top, and there's not even. I was going to ask you. How there's you not even a close second. Um, I love Christian Leitner. I love Bobby Hurley a lot, um, and I really like Grayson Allen, which is the one that people just like. Mm-hmm. Like Christian Leitner, people can kind of get Grayson Allen. They're like, oh my god. No love for uh, Grant Hill. I like Grant Hill a lot. He's just not my top three. I, just, mm-hmm. I put him in top five. I saw him at uh, Universal Studios once. That's sweet. Yeah, it was a very weird. I was like, is that Grant Hill getting lemonade? <laughs> it was. This is not Duke related, but you went to the same high school as Chris Paul. Yes. And there is a photo somewhere that I think you have, because you showed it to me, of Chris Paul at your high school. And you are like way back in the back of this photo. But you, this is your story of how you met or you're in the same room as Chris Paul. I've been in the same room as Chris Paul several times. He was, so Chris Paul, he doesn't do this anymore, but he used to every year, um, the fresh, I think my year was the second to last year he did this. Um, At the very beginning of the school year, like the second, third week of school, they'll bring the freshman class into the auditorium and then Chris Paul will come and talk to the freshman class and give his life advice or whatever. And mine was super cool because I started high school. um, It was like, a month or two after the Olympics. So he just won a gold medal and he was back there and it was super awesome. And so they opened up time for questions. So obviously like I had to write, ask him a question or whatever. Um, my picture I have with Chris Paul is he would, he always comes back for basketball, uh, one or two basketball games a year. Um, he hasn't been back as much lately, um, but he wasn't taking pictures with people. And so I just took a picture with him in the background. And so you can see like his head and it's like, not a great picture, but he went to my high school. I asked him a question. He said it was a great question, and I think we're really good friends now. Do you remember the question? Yeah, what was it? Oh, yeah, I remember the question. I thought about this question for weeks. I knew what was coming. <laughs> Did you ask why he hates Blake Griffin? 
I didn't ask that. Um, I should have. There were so many kids who would ask him questions like, how does it feel to be the best point guard in the NBA? And he'd be like, I'm not going to answer that. <laughs> like, are you for real? Oh, yeah, Cause he's not. So yeah. Cause he's not. Um, but I asked him, I said, what does it feel like to have played on the 2008 Olympic team and be compared to the 92 dream team? And he Ooh. went, that's a good question. That's a good um, question. Thank you. Especially being like, you know, on the 92 dream team. Exactly. I mean, how can you <laughs> compare yourself to Christian Leitner? You can't. Um, but for a 14 year old, I said, Oh, that's a good question. And he was like, wow, great question. And he, uh, he was just, he went off about how like he grew up watching that team. Like he could never compare himself to it, whatever. Um, and then he would usually like, he, it sucked because like I asked him a great question, but then he was like, okay, does anybody know where I went to elementary school? And some kid was like, yeah, you went to like, like Haynes elementary school. And he goes, you're right. Here's $300. And I was like, like, I asked Wait. a great, I put thought and effort into mine and he just like knew the trivia facts. Hold like, up, hold up, hold up. that. This is exactly like what happened with Odell Beckham Jr. at the National Title Game. <laughs> so Chris Paul comes back to his alma mater and just starts giving money to kids. That Exactly. I, this is unbelievable. <laughs> we have to see if those kids are playing for Wake Forest now. Yeah, I was going to say. Recruiting violation. Say, yeah, absolutely. Jeez. Well, did Chris Paul slap a cop on the butt too? <laughs> he had a uh, he had a cast on, so I don't think he did that. that he that punched a guy in the nuts at Wake Forest, and there's a video of it. Brad Davison was it Con- was it Connor McCaffrey that he got? Yes. Lucy, okay. I have a game. If, if you're interested in playing, yeah, let's play it. If it's North, it's Carolina a little game I like to call North Carolina knowledge dropping. Bring it on. Okay, so. First off, what is the North Carolina state bird? Uh, Isn't it a cardinal? What kind of cardinal? A red one. What directional cardinal? Like a north card? Like what? Northern cardinal. Nice pick. (laughs) I got the cardinal right. Good work. Okay. What's the state flower of North Carolina? I don't know that one. It's like white. Obviously, a flowering dogwood. You're not a true. I actually did know that. Now that you say it, I know that. Okay, but riddle me this: the state of North Carolina has a song. What is it? Oh, I have no idea. Hint: It's not "Baby Got Back" by Sir Mix a Lot. What? Anaconda? Is it the remix? No, <laughs> it's the Old North State. What? That's it? The old North State? State song, yeah. Yeah, I don't know that. A true North Carolinian would know that, but what do I know? (laughs) Okay, whatever, whatever. Okay, one more question for you. The caboose of the test right here. How many seats in the U.S. House of Representatives does North Carolina have? Oh, Um, is it eight? No, 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 it's more. Sixteen. No, 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 it's less. 12. No, 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 it's more. 13. Yeah! There you go. Good work. Lucy, I also have to add a question onto the quiz to give you a chance okay. to educate some of the people out there. There's a mountain range in... Uh, Appalachian. Yeah, okay. It's pronounced Appalachian. 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 Not the other way. Appalachian. App- I'm going to say it one more time. Appalachian. Appalachian. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Appalachian. Appalachian. Lucy, 
Yes. Did you know that North Carolina is the country's leading producer of mica and lithium? I did not know that. Yeah. Wow. That was a good question. Weird <laughs> North Carolina knowledge. <laughs> it's, apparently, I haven't lived here. This is, I feel like I don't, I'm not a North Carolinian. I'm an, I'm an Iowan. I don't think I'm even an Iowan either. I better give her an Iowan quiz too. Oh God, <laughs> that's not going to go well. Uh, I'll tell you what, uh, as the person that probably has the least experience with knowledge of Iowa, I'll, well, actually Lucy's been in Iowa shorter than I have. So I should probably know more about Iowa, but I don't think I do. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> you at least grew up with someone who was born in Iowa. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, I do have a question for you, Lucy. You're a fan of a lot of like just terrible fan bases. Yes. Uh, <laughs> that is of true. All, of all the fan bases that you're a part of, which do you think is the worst? So for like, why is it the Dallas Cowboys? It is the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> um, that is that's correct. For some reason, I think it's just like a metaphor of who I am as a person. I think I'm. A, I can be pretty polarizing. I think people either really love me or they really hate me. And I think that's my sports teams. Um, and that's why I identify with them. Uh, Dallas Cowboys fans are far and away the worst. Far and away the worst. And I can admit that as a Cowboys fan because, like, Duke fans, yeah, we're definitely assholes. But we have something to back it up. Cowboys fans just have Jerry Jones' wallet to back it up, and we think that's enough. You know, we think we're so special because our owner is so rich and has no idea what to do with his money, and we're just mm-hmm. like – being a Cowboys fan sucks and I will not like hide from that. I will be very open that Cowboys fans are awful, myself included. Do you see the Dallas Cowboys winning a Super Bowl at any time while Jerry Jones is still alive? If he is the GM, no, (laughs) no, it's just not going to happen. And like, that's kind of what makes being a Cowboys fan easy for me is because I've gotten over the delusional stage. I've mm-hmm. moved past that in my life. I don't expect anything special. I expect some really awesome players who are super talented and just no idea what to do with them. So it's like, yes, fantasy points. But outside of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you think Dak could lead a team to the Super Bowl? If he has the right surroundings, yes. Part of my take describes him as the best good quarterback because he's not great, but he is very good. And I don't think he'll ever be great. But if if Dallas puts all the right pieces together, Dak can totally lead the way. But that would require Dallas to put all the right pieces together, and that's just not going to happen. And speaking of right pieces, um, what do you think of the Cowboys hiring Mike McCarthy? I was a fan of it oh. because – I liked him at the Packers. I really did. Um, and I, did. I don't know if you did or not. I would say that in a year where I felt like there were a lot of teams looking, Dallas got the best option available. I mean. Only one with a Super Bowl ring. And it's, let's be honest, do you know how freaking hard it is to find a head coach that's willing to put up with Jerry Jones? That's a whole battle in itself. So the fact that we even did that is like <laughs> just so surprising to me. They had like, like a sleepover. Mm-hmm. 
I have a theory that if she can put up with Aaron Rodgers, she can put up with Jerry Jones. Oh yeah, that's a that's a great theory. I think that is phenomenal. So <laughs> totally valid. Uh, yeah, point. I'm excited to see it. We'll see how it works. I mean, I, I think it's it's going to take. Like, I need to. I I want to see it in action to see to kind of form a decision on it yet. Um, but I'm optimistic. Is the best way to describe it. I, would, I like to give the higher crap just because as a Packers fan, the last couple <laughs> of years with Mike McCarthy were Not kind of infuriating. Like it, I just remember him mishandling the whole second half of that NFC championship game against the Seahawks that they messed up with the onside kick. But anyway, um, I think it's a decent hire for the fact that like Dallas has a roster where it needs to win now and you're not totally bringing in some brand new mm-hmm. or like revolutionary like coaching scheme or it's a thing where you have a college coach trying to get acclimated to the new level like McCarthy's been around it. Like I think Dallas shouldn't miss a beat with it. But how nice was it to not have Jerry Jones mess up with this draft? Oh my god, it was like when we drafted like C D Lamb, we did that and I was like, that was a good draft pick. Mm-hmm. Like like, you kind of have to, like, rewind. Like, oh. And then every day, you know, you'd see the picks, and you'd be like, that's not bad. Like, mm-hmm. that's really solid. And then, you know, I think it was – I honestly think it's because he was in his yacht. And because he was, like, in his boat, like, living his life on his, like, all-white sofa, you're like, all right. this is He just needed to be in his element. Yeah, he mm-hmm. had his sea legs on him. Exactly. So he was like, you know what? I got some liquid courage. And by liquid courage, I mean, <laughs> you know. The ocean. No, he was probably hammered drunk the whole time of the draft on his yacht. I'm going to be honest. Hey, CD, you're going to be a cowboy. (laughs) Yeah. Cowboy, baby. (laughs) Going to be a cowboy, man. I wanted to ask, you know, it's kind of backtracking a little bit, but throughout your sports journalism personality career, what are what are some wild sports stories or experiences that you've had? I know there was something along the ESPYs. Do you want to tell us about that? Yeah, so I got to go to the ESPYs because I was living out in LA. I got to intern for a TV station that was owned by the Dodgers and Lakers. It was phenomenal. It was the coolest internship ever. I loved it. Um, but there's an Iowa grad who works at Fox Sports. His name's Isaiah Scales. Uh, fantastic human. Love him to death. And I actually met up with another Iowa grad in Martin and he was like, Hey, do you want to go out to lunch and then go tour the Fox studios one, uh, one day? And I was like, heck yeah. So we go. And then when we were on our tour of Fox, we ran into Isaiah and he was like, Hey, what are you doing in a few weeks? And I was like, I don't know. He goes, I have an extra seat filler ticket to the ESPYs. Do you want to go? I'm, yes. Oh my God. Yes. And so he gave me all the details, didn't have to pay for anything. So week before I just went and bought a dress, which was crazy expensive and, you know, got all my hair, makeup, jewelry, all that stuff. And then we go to, it, it was at the um, Microsoft theater. So right behind the Staples center. So we just go there and then they assign you a seat. And the only rule is like, don't take pictures with the athletes. Um, like if we see you taking pictures, you're going to get in trouble. And I was like, okay, I can do that. Uh, and so I started sitting next to the uh, Texas A&M football team. So I was sitting next to Jimbo Fisher. Um, and then I got moved to behind Dwight Howard. I couldn't see a thing. He's so tall. Um, and so I was like behind Dwight Howard uh, next and then in front of Jim Calhoun. And then like it was like halfway through the the show and they were like, okay, like it was a seat break. So they're like, all right, we need somebody to move. And she like pointed at me and she's like, you come here. She goes, you're up there. And I was like, up there, up there? And she was like, up there. And so I took Jared Goff's seat 
And so I was on the very edge of the row, but on the opening seat next to me was Rob Gronkowski. Um, and then Giannis was right behind me. And it was, I was there for like the last hour and a half of the show. And so every time they'd like open up the ESPYs, they do the shot and you could see me front row. And so I didn't tell a whole lot of people I was going. I told like my close friends and people started texting me and was like, Hey, are you sitting front row with the ESPYs? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> and we weren't allowed to have our phones out, but finally I was like, it, I don't care. This is so cool. Kick me out. Um, and it was so cool because the first presenter after I got moved up to the front was Kobe Bryant. And I was like, 10 feet away from him and like Giannis ended up winning male athlete of the year so you can like see me get up and cheer for him in the celebration and it was it I don't imagine that I ever do anything as cool as that again like I'm I'm aware that I've peaked at this point and it was awesome it was totally worth it I got to see Zion Williamson I got to was sitting in front of Paul Pierce I got to see just every celebrity every athlete I've ever dreamed of seeing and it was unreal it was so cool mm-hmm. And you mentioned another head coach better than Mike Krzyzewski, Jim Calhoun. No, I'm just waiting for that to come. I'm just <laughs> waiting for it. Uh, especially because that's actually the team that I root for, the UConn Huskies, which is what Jim Calhoun's best known for. Obviously not the coach anymore. But He's coaching like a D3 school. Yeah. It's so cute. That makes I me happy. so much. I didn't talk to him, but he did sit behind me. I, I, you probably better off for not talking to him. <laughs> <laughs> That man has the worst personality, I think, of, I don't know. He's just, he's such a dick. I said hi to Giannis. I, like, made sure I had to say something to him. And I, like, smiled at Gronk. And he was, like, back. You know, he did the Gronk smile. And it was so cool. If I were sitting near Jim Calhoun, I don't think I would have <laughs> been able to, like, do you guys remember that press conference of him going, what do you want me to say? I f***ed up? <laughs> I, don't, I do not think I would have been able to hold myself in from like taunting him with that just to see what would have happened. <laughs> Did you talk to any of the athletes that you were around? Or you're I, just... talked, I talked to Giannis because he was like right there and was so cool. And then a couple like the, I don't know who they are, but some of the Texas A&M football players because they were up for like moment of the year or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, I saw Chris Berman, so Boomer, and I talked to him because uh, cool. he knew my boss really well. Um, like, weird side note. So sometimes when I would work Dodgers games and they there'd be rain delay or something like that, you know, you still have to sit there. And my boss would always um, prank call, like, he's been working in sports media for years, but he would always, like, prank call or leave voicemails for, like, major, like, sports media personality so we were just sitting there and he was like hey watch this and he just like puts his phone on speaker and he dialed chris berman and we got to hear his voicemail which was ridiculous <laughs> fun fact about boomer every day he updates his voicemail like it's june 16th the forecast is this in june like we'll see you here tomorrow blah blah, blah. leave a message and I so i got to hear- every day to find out yeah what i call him every day to find out. that's fantastic it, which was super interesting to hear. So I like saw him and I was like, Hey, I've heard your voicemail. Like, and like the women's national team, they won like team of the year. So they were all up at the end. So like, I just talked to anybody who would talk to me. I talked to Dwight Howard a little bit, like, and I tried to look really nice. Like the look I was, I was going for the athlete girlfriend looked, I wanted people to think I belonged there. Um, so I wanted people to think like, Oh my God, is she date? Is she dating Giannis? And obviously <laughs> I'm not, but that was the look I was going for. Uh, was I've heard your voicemail your opener to Chris Berman or did you just 
Was that like the first thing you said to him? I was like, hey, I was like, hi, I work at Spectrum. I work with Stu Mitchell. And he was like, oh, I know Stu. I go, yeah, I've heard your voicemail a lot. Like he calls it. And he was like, oh, yeah, like he does. <laughs> he was really nice. They were all really nice. No one was mean to me. <laughs> it's because I look like an athlete girlfriend. That's such a cool story. It's awesome. It was the coolest thing I've ever done. But I also know like, mm, I don't, I don't see a way I top that. I really don't. I got it. it's all it's all been downhill since. <laughs> I, so Lucy, you're a big fan of Iowa. Obviously, you interact with a lot of fan bases uh, around the Big Ten. Who would you say is the worst fan base in the Big Ten? There is like or in no, college football. In uh, I won't. I can't. I don't. I can't speak for all of college football. I imagine that SEC fans can get pretty nasty. Um, in the Big Ten, Michigan State. They are the I, I hate that fan base. I hate that fan base. They are absolutely awful. I, I send prayers to anyone who's pissed off Michigan State's fan base because it is just a nightmare. Terrible. I hate them. Trying to bring up Kirk Cousins ripping out. Was it? No, not Kirk Cousins. Connor it, Cook. It out of uh, Connor Archie, Cook. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Archie Griffin. Or, yeah. I just want to mention that moment. <laughs> I, don't but I don't know how to fit it into a question. Connor Cook's ego is so <laughs> big. And you're like Connor Cook. Like, <laughs> yeah. It, it's metaphorical for Michigan State. It's like they're, they think they're the shit. They're the Connor Cook of the world. They think they're God's gift to football. And it's like, you're f-ing Michigan State. You live in East Lansing by choice. Like, I don't. <laughs> okay. I'd much prefer to live in West Lansing. Exactly. I will say... One of my really, really good friends, like one of my closest friends, goes to Michigan State, uh, and I've been to East Lansing. Um, town is awful. Um, she is amazing. Uh, she doesn't follow sports, so she doesn't care that, you know, the things I say. Uh, they do have nice dining halls. I'll give them that. You're welcome, Michigan State. I said something nice. You have a nice dining hall. You can't, to be fair, East Lansing's campus is really pretty. I and- did not like their campus. I liked it. I think we got lost on the way there. I have a video of Bo in the back of the car opening up a map because we were like completely lost. Um, oh, was that the time that he drove an hour in the wrong direction? No, that was going to Nebraska. <laughs> we'll save that for a whole nother episode. Um, but we'll have Bo on just to bring up that moment. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I thought the drive up there was pretty. I, it was nice. Um, I honestly liked the campus. Like I, I did not like it. The bars are fun there. I got my fake ID taken at Michigan State, so maybe that's why I have all this, like, resentment towards them. Like, I remember hard. that. Yeah, I do, too. Uh, it's hard for me to objectively look at Michigan State after, like, how much hate I've received from that fan base um, and how much they hate me. It's just, like, I can't find anything redeemable about them. And maybe I could have, like, a year ago, but now, no. Like, I'm so anti-Michigan State in everything I do. Do you Westland Center is cool. I'll give them that too. Do you foresee yourself being in another like Duke UNC scenario where you might adopt Michigan fan base because you hate Michigan State so much? Uh, it's already started to happen a little, um, and it's actually kind of reverse. Uh, so I mean, I have my following on Twitter, and most of them are Iowa fans, but I have a solid chunk of 100, 200-ish followers of Michigan fans who follow me just because they're like, we hate Michigan State, and this Michigan State hates this girl, so we like this girl. So I am like, 
a, like a little popular in Ann Arbor and also one of my other best friends goes to Ann Arbor and I liked Michigan's campus a lot I like Michigan I think they're cool except for when kids walk in the middle of the street for oh me. yeah they have no regard for that in Ann Arbor they just they hit me you know <laughs> they're paying the Michigan tuition they're like just hit me um but yeah I do I could foresee it like I I mean I my best friend goes to Michigan so I, I I cheer for her and stuff like that but I have a nice like following of Michigan fans who like support me and they're like we love you like we don't care about Iowa but we love you so yeah I cheer for Michigan it's already started to happen I just I like hate Michigan State if the DMs I've received the amount of times where they just like wake up and decide like you know what we don't like Lucy today is unreal and it's just like I mean, I, I don't care about it anymore. The mute button has come, has been my, my biggest fr- like friend. Like, I love the mute button. It's amazing. Um, but it just gets old. You're just like, oh my God. What's, How many times can you tweet at me that I have a radio face again? Come on, what's the worst DM you've received from a Michigan yeah, State um, You can read it on here because we, we do censor F words on this podcast. The worst DM I've ever gotten, I actually got a week ago from an Iowa fan. And it wasn't, oh. it wasn't a, I, did I send this to you, Adam? I don't think you did. Um, it, I sent it in our group chat. It wasn't like a mean DM. Oh, like yeah. Said, it's um, so I'll read you the meanest one in a second. But this guy DM'd me and said, hey, I've always wanted to be on Barstool. And I've been secretly in love with you the past three years. My plan is as we get married and get on Barstool together and make our divorce a whole big thing for content. But also, if you just want to marry me and never leave Iowa City, that's cool too. I was like, oh, God. How, how old is this guy? Is it weird? It's, I looked at this. I went through his profile. He looks college age, okay. um, which makes it better because I do get a, lot of, I get a lot of old dudes who are like, hey, would you want to go out on a date sometime? Or like can I take you out? And I'm like, you are very obviously 45 and I, I can pass for 18. Come on. Um, but I would say the, the meanest one I got was, um, most of the time people just, I don't get mean DMS as much as I get mean tweets, but, um, someone tweeted it or DM'd me and said, um, Jesus Christ, you were such a disgusting whore. Um, and that was just like, after a Mark D'Antonio video. Um, and I responded to him by saying that, um, I wouldn't go on a date with him. Uh, and he didn't like that. Um, I got, I hope you go play in traffic. And that one had Christian in their bio and she was like my age too. And I responded, I was like, I don't remember Jesus, like preaching, like the kill yourself part. Mm -hmm. Um, and when you respond, they block you immediately. They're like, how dare you, you know, say mean things back to me. I've gotten festering blob of Iowa skankitis. Um, you are the reason I am an atheist because God couldn't have created something as awful as you. Yes. Um, yeah, when I got that one, I was like, oh, this is just a sports joke. Someone put um, some thought into that one. Yeah. Um, what's, what's your best clap back to somebody? Someone tweeted at me something so stupid, um, like probably like two weeks ago. They responded to my video and they were like, who's Lucky Roden? I've never heard of him. And so I quote tweeted it with like 
a picture of me just like sitting like this and like just like a sad picture and I said sad uh, <laughs> and it's it's just dumb stuff like that like I get a lot of like go back to the kitchen and stuff like that mm-hmm. um, and usually I'll respond to that like is your mom not cooking for you today and it's always a six-year-old man who's saying it and he's like my mom is dead <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. um, that's, how, that's how it works <laughs> yeah, like, okay. um, let's see I try not to respond because uh, responding is like it, it opens up just like a wormhole. Um, but yeah, I usually just like if I don't respond to like the if you were going to tweet at me and say, oh, you have a face for radio. I'm not going to respond to that. Like of all the insults, that's the best you can do. Like that's the most creative you can get. Um, I'll respond to the super funny ones um, or the ones that I know I can make fun of really easily. Um, like someone like tweeted at me and was like, you're a B-class stripper. And I was like, that's awesome. Like, like that's an upgrade. Like I've been C-class stripping all this time. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> um, so it's, yeah, it's just like, I mean, you just have fun with it at this point. Like it, I've gotten it so much and like the sheer volume of what I've gotten is just unreal. So like you just learn to like laugh about it and, and deal with it. And the mute button is fantastic. I, I'm, I get tweets from Michigan State fans literally every single day. Um, and so once I figure out, like, if you come up in my feed enough, like, mm-hmm. I'm just going to mute you. You're never going to come up again. I'm not going to see it. Free real estate. Yeah. I mean, like, go ahead. And, like, it's awesome, too, because my favorite thing Michigan State fans do is they'll, like, tweet. They'll be like, Lucy's just, oh, look at Lucy. Clickbait again. This girl's just trying to piss us off to get more attention. Yeah. That's the whole <laughs> point of this app is for me to get attention. And you keep tweeting about me and giving it to me and think I'm mad about it? Like, are you for real? And so they'll just like sit here and be like, ha like Lucy sucks. She just wants more attention and they'll share it. And I'm like, literally every time you do that, I get five new followers. Like, okay. Like, <laughs> like if you want to actually beat me, don't respond. So mm-hmm. it's, it's whatever. Because every time I do get a mean tweet, more people come my way every single time. No bad press. <laughs> Any press is good press. Exactly. Even if they're calling you a festering blob of Iowa skank <laughs> or a whole wheat bitch. That was my favorite one. Same, actually. I remember you sent me that. And I. That was. That's, Iowa I, was I died. That was just funnier than it should have been. Oh, I'm making a. I'm going to make a t shirt that says whole wheat bitch on it just because, like, that's. Hashtag Marshall Lucy on the back. Hashtag Marshall Lucy whole wheat bitch. Like, that's my identity. And I honestly, I own it. I'm so proud of being the whole wheat bitch. But yeah, the internet sucks. Mm-hmm. The internet sucks. But I have fun with it. We know the internet's a, a, a mean place. But, you know. Actually, you. I have one more question. Oh, all right. Fire away. Uh, what's your favorite question that you've ever gotten asked just in, like, I don't know if you've been, I don't know. I assume people ask you questions about what you do and how you do it. What's your favorite question that you've gotten asked and what's the answer to it? Oh, that's a good question. Um, That is a really good, maybe that's my favorite question because that's so good. Um, I would say, um, I like the simple questions. Like I like when people ask like, what is an unexpected like part of your job that like came up that you really love? Um, Mm -hmm. I love when people ask me about my relation, like my relationship and my like bond with Iowa fans. Um, Because like Adam kind of alluded to earlier, they're a super loyal following. They really, the Iowa fans who follow and support my career do it religiously. You know, they share all my stuff. They, they care about me. You know, they really want to see me succeed. 
and anytime that I can get the chance to talk about how awesome they are and how much they've done for my career and how lucky I am to have a fan base at all. Nonetheless, one that's so passionate and cares so much about me is like, uh, it's, I talk about myself a lot. That's the whole point of this podcast is that I've talked about myself the entire time. Like I can be super narcissistic, but that's my favorite thing to talk about is mm-hmm. how awesome Iowa fans are and how much they've done for me and how much I love them. It's, awesome. it's my sentimental answer. Lucy, thank you again for coming on the Four Down Territory podcast. We didn't want to interrupt your, your day of spreading your Barstool Lucy campaign. So thank you for taking time. This is my next step in Barstool Lucy. It's mm-hmm. proving my podcast versatility. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Next time Adam takes a week off, you can guest host. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wait till my next spontaneous trip up north to Wisconsin to go fish. Yeah, I do it sometimes. That's just life. <laughs> Again, for our listeners, uh, Lucy can be found on Twitter at Lucy Rodin TV. Go check out her stuff. Go support the brand. Hashtag Barstool Lucy. Spread it like wildfire. Hashtag Barstool Lucy. Tweet it as much as you can. Tag Portnoy. Tag Erica Nardini. Big Cat likes my tweet, so I know if you tag them, they see it. But yeah, Lucy, thank you again for coming on. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me.